0: episode 24 UAPs over Washington DC to all my listeners happy new year I know we are glad to see 2021 move on but we all need to work harder and stronger to keep 2022 from spiraling away so how about one new year's resolution is to stay in with your family and listen to more of the spooky wicked conspiracy history podcast Let me introduce myself. My name is Matthew J. I'm your host and storyteller. I love talking to people and listening about their stories about anything they find interesting. I graduated with a history degree from a major university in North Carolina. I enjoy telling stories and doing the research to get deeper into these accounts. So, this podcast is about history, kooky tales, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking is that true? This is the grand 24th episode, and please reach out to me via the email address if you would like to share a story about your own experience. The email address is s.w.chistorypodcast.gmail.com. The accounts I will be talking about tonight take place in the airspace above Washington, D.C. Let us get ready for this story, so let us grab our tin foil hats, our toy ray guns, and some Reese's Pieces. This story is going to be one that will have us questioning, is that true? Let it start there and pull information from the Google machine and learn a little history. Stay with me. This is just to give us the backdrop. The president of the United States in 1952 was Harry S. Truman. The United States successfully detonates the first hydrogen bomb, codenamed Mike, M for Megaton. The average cost of a new house in 1952 was $9,050. The cost of a gallon of gas, 20 cents. cost of a dozen eggs was 25 cents. The average American yearly income was 3850 popular television shows in 1952 were Superman, I Love Lucy, and Dragnet. In May of 1952, the toy Mr. Potato Head is introduced to the world, and the current population of Washington, D.C. is 714,153 in 2021. that is some good information to help us get going on this audible adventure. As you can see, 1952 was simpler times. I mean, Mr. Potato Head was introduced to the world, and he's the top-selling toy. So today, if you've been watching the current news networks, you might have seen the recent stories about the crazy people trying to destroy the United States of America. We're talking about both sides of the aisle, but this is not a political podcast. But in July of 1952, both Democrats and Republicans were looking up at the skies, trying to catch a glimpse of something that spooked an entire country. It was late in the evening of July 19, 1952, and an air traffic controller at the Washington National Airport, today it is known as the Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport, spots seven objects on the radar. The seven radar-indicated flying crafts were located about 15 miles south, southwest from Washington, D.C. Per the airport tower, there were no crafts coming in from that direction, nor were they following established flight paths in the D.C., A senior air traffic controller by the name of Harry Barnes views the objects and was quoted in many reports saying, We knew immediately that a very strange situation existed. Their movements were completely radical compared to those of ordinary aircraft from 1952. Holy cow, that must mean UFOs or also known as UAPs. What happens next in the story? Well, Harry Barnes calls over to another tower at the airport and asks if they see the seven UFOs. The controllers in the other tower are Howard Cockland and Joe Zacco, and they state they see the seven blips on their radar. Per their records, the seven objects were flying fast, really fast. All of a sudden, Howard and Joe report seeing a hovering, quote, bright light over Washington, D.C. They viewed the light for a few seconds, and as it departs from their line of vision, it takes off at an incredible speed. You can hear on the records Howard asking Joe, quote, did you see that, Joe? What the heck was that? End quote. The two airport towers were watching the radars, and to their amazement, more objects began to appear in all sectors of the radar scope. The UFOs began to get closer to the White House and the United States Capitol building. At that point, Harry Barnes called Andrews Air Force Base. He gets their tower, and at first, they do not see the objects. All of a sudden, another phone rings in the tower. It was an airman driving into the base and called to report a strange object over the base. Immediately, within seconds of that phone ringing, another airman by the name of William Brady, who is in the tower, points out there's an object, and he states, quote, to be like an orange ball of fire with a comet tail trailing it, and it takes off fast back at the national airport on the runway is a capital airlines flight waiting for permission to take off when the pilot by the name of sc Perryman gets a message from the traffic control tower that the tower's radar was picking up unknown objects closing in right over the capital airlines flight Perryman looks out the cockpit windows and watches six objects quote white tailless fast moving lights end quote pass over the plane traveling at tremendous speeds A squadron of UFOs traveling at 7,000 miles per hour. Yikes! We are talking an alien invasion. Then, at 3 a.m., two United States Air Force F-94 Starfight fighter jets from Delaware arrive over Washington D.C. and begin searching for the UFOs. No luck. They were gone. But this was just the beginning. Now we're on to July 20th. The news and the government officials were all talking about what happened. President Harry Truman was told, and per many observations, he was not happy that these things got so close to the White House. But you know who did not get close to Washington DC the next day? Was the head of Project Blue Book, Captain Edward Ruppelt. He tried multiple times to get to the National Airport Towers to investigate the incident, but was not allowed a government-issued car or even allowed cab fare to get to the airport. He was so frustrated he left DC. Can we say government cover-up? Why was the head of Project Blue Book not allowed in the DC that day? Why? Well, the very next Saturday, July 26th, the UFOs returned, and Captain Edward Ruppelt got a phone call from a news reporter. Ruppelt called some colleagues to check in on things. The blips were back, and in more numbers. They were doing the same things, flying, stopping, hovering, and flying off at fast speeds. This time, the Air Force did not want to wait. It scrambled two F-94 jets, The jets are in the air and being directed to blips from three different towers. The jets get close and poof, gone. No more objects. The objects are not on the radar anymore either. Then all of a sudden, the jet pilots catch a sight of a bright light in the distance and they give chase. Per one of the pilots, quote, I tried to make contact with the bogeys below a thousand feet. I saw several bright lights. I was at maximum speed, but even then I had no closing speed. End quote. The Air Force pilots saw them and chased them. This is crazy, right? After the pilots chase the UFOs, no more sightings in D.C. All right, it's the next day. It's July 27th, 1952. And newspapers all over America have headlines like this. Saucers swarm over the Capitol. And jets chase D.C. sky ghosts. The public panic is felt all over the country, and President Truman is asking for answers to calm the nation. The aides of the president call Repelt and ask for answers. He states it could be many things, UFOs, foreign military scare tactics, or weather. Maybe a temperature inversion. What is a temperature inversion? Well, per the Webster Dictionary, it is a reversal of the normal behavior of temperature in the troposphere, the closest region of the atmosphere nearest the Earth's surface, in which... A layer of cold air at the surface is overlined by a layer of warm air. This causes and air temperature changes can have effects on radar systems. Nice. Now weather might be the cause of a swarm of UFOs flying at speeds of 7,000 miles per hour. Right. The Air Force holds a news conference to calm the public and denounce UFOs. It is the longest news conference held by the Air Force. They blame the temperature inversion and all the confusion the public eats up the news and goes on without another talk about what happened because now it is known as the quote Washington UFO flap it is a documented event in modern history to illustrate the government's cover up of UFOs they covered up based on a lack of knowledge of the UFOs not to keep a terrible alien invasion from happening What do you think? Do you think that Air Force pilots chase clouds or Foo Fighters? Do you think the blips on the radar were clouds or swarms of UAPs? Why did the government not tell the nation what was going on? I have no idea. This story is one of my favorites, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. Do you like this podcast? then we need to thank Anchor for helping to get this podcast distributed. Please share the show with your family, friends, coworkers, aliens from another planet, or any creature you know that listens to podcasts. Please email suggested stories or some of your stories that I can read on the podcast. Please email me at podcast at gmail.com. The show is still on the Nextdoor app. Please follow the Spooky Wiki Conspiracy History Group. Join the group and get the show in a direct line to me to talk about the podcast the Spooky Wicked Conspiracy History Podcast is now on iHeartRadio. Again, the show is worldwide. During the next four weeks, I'm going to do a World Cup listening event. Right now, as of this recording, Germany is in first, the United Kingdom is in second, the Philippines is in third, Ireland is in fourth, and Canada is in fifth. The remaining countries, Sweden, Portugal, Costa Rica, New Zealand, Norway, Australia, Netherlands, and Spain are bringing up the rear. Get your country up the chart. I will keep you all updated. Thank you and keep listening for the next show. Good day and good night.